the energy that we've created in this studio today. <laughs> Excellent. Off the walls, astronomical. Hello, and welcome to Lit by Moonlight, where it's not a phase to wag your little tail on your girlfriend's oh leg. God. Oh, it's so bad. It's yeah. so bad. I read it this morning, but I still hate it. Wow. Um, this week, we are discussing, you guessed it, Holly Black's The Wicked King. Yeah. yeah. As Jude prepares the throne for her young brother, Oak, she must keep the current king, Cardin, under her thumb. Throughout the book, Jude navigates difficult political alliances in the world of fairy, all while looking over her shoulder for the hints of betrayal by someone close to her. That's it! That's the book! That's the book! <laughs> and that's the podcast. Goodbye, everybody. That, I know. What more is there to say? <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. Oh, hello, everybody. I am Caitlin, and I think the ghost that followed me from my cousin's house in July is still here today. You should elaborate on that. Yeah. Um, so for those of you who don't know, there is a ghost that was my name twice um, while I was visiting my cousin this summer. And I think they followed me home. Yeah. And as I've also said it before on the podcast, ghosts are my friends. And I totally think that's fine. But there's been a lot of weird shit going on in my house lately. And um, I live in a really old house. So, like, I know the sounds. I know the things. But, like, my cat has been going kind of insane lately. And, like, not in, like, her normal insane she's uh, a senior citizen way. <laughs> but, like, she'll just, like, like, the other night she was just chilling on my bed sleeping and all of a sudden she just ran away she's like 16 years old she doesn't run anymore <laughs> she just ran away no great. reason great news. no reason at all and then the other morning uh my dad and i were watching the newest episode of andor together and i have a yoga mat in the room that we were watching this in mm-hmm. um <laughs> and i have like a, a jump rope that's tied around to it and all of a sudden like just moved and I heard like the little like jump rope like kind of like swing a little bit like off of the mat and I was thinking oh my dad must have like kicked it or something then it happened again and I looked at my dad and I was like is that you and he's like no what is that and we both got up and we were like trying to figure out what's going on he goes oh it's your yoga mat like hit it because it fell against the um amp that we have in there and I was just like yeah but why did it move (laughs) so (laughs) <laughs> so uh my ghost friend is still here very happy to have them i'm just um you know I, i'm a little concerned yeah but, justifiably um, yeah but yeah so that happened i think that's so valid to be concerned i think like if you can't explain the yoga mat i mean you could in the sense that maybe like the ghost just really wanted to do some pilates or something well like, yeah like totally fair you got to be fit in the afterlife too i guess yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get that ghost six pack but it was just like it was one of the i was like okay 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 and then like the other night i heard something in my room and i was like hey and i i, I literally sat up in my bed i was like listen not at night time not right now not at night time in it's october for me because it's currently october <laughs> that's great boundary setting with your ghosts yeah no we have a very healthy relationship that's it's, great <laughs> just you know i mean it's spooky season so i think a lot of spooky things are happening lately yeah. 
Like, I think that's why I'm a little bit on edge. Like, yeah. if, once it, it's November, it we'll go back to me being like, oh, it's fine. But, like, because at the time of recording, we are in the peak of su- spooky season and it's Halloween weekend, I'm like, <laughs> Can you imagine, like, a Thanksgiving that? ghost? Like, that, that doesn't feel like it'd be very scary. Like, I don't think I would. <laughs> I, I think it would just be, like, on the trip to fame that you get from Turkey. It's just a sleepy ghost. Um. Yeah, like a sleepy little guy. Like a yeah. sleepy little colonist. Um. <laughs> in my life oh right yeah I was gearing up to leave yesterday my parents house um going to visit a friend and as I was leaving like as uh Terry was grabbing his keys to take me over to visit Kara um we heard this like thump thump like Mm -hmm. against the wall and I look over at Terry and he goes did you hear that I said was that you he goes no that was like on the other side of the wall like did you it sounded like it was in your bedroom um and I was like Oh, so he goes, hold on, you know, I'm sorry, I gotta go see what this is. So he goes in, and we already have a lot of weird activity in our house. Yeah. He goes in, and there's a shoe rack against the far wall in there with boots on it. And I put, I like put, one of those boots fell off earlier that day, and I put it back on again, because I just thought, oh, it must not have been on all the right way. So I put it Mm -hmm. on back on the right way, so it was nice and snug on there, and it wouldn't fall off. I come in, it is across the floor, on the other side of the ground heel against the wall facing foot facing where i sleep at night in my bed yeah i don't like that because i was like oh maybe it just fell off but the way that it was too far away to just fall off way too far away that was really weird yeah so i don't think it wants me to leave i don't know if it came with me to kara's (laughs) but i did wake up and my door was wide open this morning and i did not leave it that way unless kara came and interfered but i she also has three cats so true but they're also small i don't think they have like manny his thing is he just barrels right into the door hits his head the day right. the door does that like boing thing as it opens yeah. but like <laughs> these three are so dainty that i wouldn't i just don't know like i'm scared yeah. a little bit like i'm worried to bring it to sam's now when i come to you come to see you guys and i hope you like, do oh i hope you do and then maybe my ghost will come and they'll be friends yeah yeah oh um, the analogy my parents used was I'm carrying it around with me in my pocket. So it's like my little pocket ghost. Oh, so. little pocket Don't you get to love that? Watch. It's, it, but then I'm actually going to see it one day and it's going to turn out to be like some like really malignant entity that's like an a thousand year old pilgrim. <laughs> well, whatever it turns out to be, it'll be way more interesting and compelling than the book that we're about to talk about. Yes. Great segue. <laughs> uh, Caitlin, what the fuck did you think of the world building in Hollywood Black's the wicked king. Uh, first of all, uh, my co-host is named Emberlyn. Um, I never introduced myself. <laughs> I was going to say, per the wonderful cats I'm staying with, I think that, that I'm Emberlyn. And I also think that cats are, three three cats are the right number of cats to have. Yeah, they absolutely yeah, are. They are. Absolutely are. Um, but what did I think about the world building? What world building are you talking about? <laughs> Please tell me because I didn't, I didn't find any. I didn't find any. Uh, I feel like I know jack shit about this world. Um, no. You know what I do know about this world? Really dumb facts about the fairies and the creatures that live in this world. That, that you'll never see once for. and then never see again. Yeah. <laughs> I never asked for. I think I mentioned um, in our Cruel Prince review, which um, I will straight off the bat say it was so much nicer than anything I have to say about this book, probably. So. Yeah. <laughs> so unfortunate but you know if you're looking for positive vibes this is not this is not the place to be right now this is not a safe space for 
anybody. Not a not a safe who space liked for this it. book. Yeah, so sorry. You can like what you like, but guess I, we just didn't like it. But um, you can't like this. Okay. <laughs> We've this decided. I draw it the is line. Law. Uh, no, but I think I said in the first book where I was just like, yeah, the map was like really adorable and really cute. I was really excited. There's a couple things yeah. that I liked, but yeah. I wanted to know more about the creatures in in this place. And um, I got to know a couple more fun facts about the creatures in this fairy world, yeah. but still nothing truly about the world of fairy or really what any of the creatures are. Because you know what I do know? Um, I know that the fairy creatures can see better in the dark than the mortal people. And I know that because I was reminded twice within the first couple chapters of it. <laughs> twice for no reason. Like at first, Jude's just like something, something. Oh, because mortal eyes aren't can't see as well in the dark as fairy. And I'm like, okay, fun fact. In the next chapter, she's like, and I can't see as well as them because uh, the fairy eyes, they can see in the dark, but mortal eyes can't. I was like, I know! We, and this was introduced in the first book, too. So it's like, <laughs> you've told us like three times now. Like, please. <laughs> it's like Holly Black needed a filler. So she's like, uh, fun fact about fairy eyes, they can see in the dark. <laughs> like, like, like I, don't, I don't know why I need to know that. I didn't really come up and anything and maybe it kind of came into play and like the big like fight she had in the forest but like even still it was not an important piece of information i needed to know no um but i was told twice in the first couple chapters so there's that and even Um, so no sorry when when people fight at night in books i just assume there's like some prevalent light source like the moon like i don't yeah my first thought when people fight in books at night is not oh i hope they can see each other (laughs) (laughs) I don't think about it. am I is that like not normal for me to be worrying about their ability to like their 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 sight impairment at this point like hello like I don't know yeah I want to know the intricate details like what does their sword look like <laughs> and can you see it go yeah. through your stomach like yeah. what's going on yeah um yeah and then I think there was at some point where Jude mentions like how her stomach is rumbling because she hasn't eaten and oh then she's God. like oh, but the fairies don't have to worry about that because their stomachs don't rumble and I'm like I don't, why is this why, why are you why? so obsessed with them like, <laughs> get a job <laughs> get a job they're living rent free in your head like <laughs> come on if you ain't so bad just leave <laughs> <laughs> oh book. my god okay, sorry oh, yeah. that was me no okay <laughs> what did you say it's a stupid book stupid book <laughs> i feel bad but no. uh but then okay back to the possible world building we were told that there's like this whole undersea which i was like oh this could be so that cool. could be great yeah it could if it wasn't a whole other book it could be awesome it could it accommodates caitlin and my obsession with oceans so yeah it does so it was like like, okay yeah like the cover of this book the crown is like underwater i was like ooh, interesting maybe i hope that that ocean has i hope the cover has something to do with the the story this time wouldn't it (laughs) wouldn't it be cool if the covers of this book (laughs) of this book series had anything to do with anything that happened in the book yeah but anyway so i was like okay undersea maybe there's like i don't know mermaids and shit but yeah. I don't know how any of it works because I'm not told. I don't know. Jude goes down there at some point. I don't know how she's breathing or talking or eating. Or they... Them. <laughs> they don't tell you. <laughs> she says, like, I swim over to him. I'm like, great. How are you breathing? How are you breathing? <laughs> <laughs> also, 
how does this work? Also, where is this? Because I don't know where on the map we are because no one told me. No one gave me direction. It's so stupid. Oh my god, okay. Ah! Uh, so if you happen to find any world building in this book, did you like it? Did you find any? Oh no, it's my turn. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I feel like I want I want it to be good. Like like kind of what you were saying, like Yeah. Oh, the ocean. That could be the unders that could be fun, you know. That could be something. But there was like absolutely no vivid depiction of that setting. Like and there's like a lot of opportunities there. You know, it's like you have this fairy world and a hill and an, and like this weird little ocean area. Like there's so much you could do with that. There's so much. In terms of like imagery and mm-hmm. symbolism as yeah. as our English teachers would say. And like nobody that doesn't happen. Like nothing really happens. Um and like <laughs> Go ahead. I feel like I feel like if there was like a great British British bake off for books <laughs> where you're given all of the materials to make a wonderful cake. <laughs> all I'm saying is that this book would do really bad in the competition. You would not get a handshake from from Hollywood whatsoever. No sir. Like Holly, what did you make? Oh I made the the Wicked King. Hmm, it tastes bad. Cool. <laughs> this is not edible. <laughs> Pressure out. Sorry. You used too much flour and not enough spices. <laughs> you didn't even turn on the oven. <laughs> you used vanilla when you were making a chocolate cake, and we don't know why you put that in there. Why is there a green enough. beetle in here? <laughs> yeah, why? <laughs> like, I'm still confused about it. I still don't know why there's a beetle on that book. Unclear. Um, and like the other thing, like I don't know, the politics of fairy could be really cool. Like they (laughs) emphasis on could be, could be. Um, Mm -hmm. because like I was really interested and excited to see how like now that Jude kind of has Cardin under her thumb, how she'd strategize to like take power and carve Oak's path to the throne, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and I was wholly disappointed. Like, right, right. there was so much, like, and then this is something I find a lot, especially in the YA genre, unfortunately, no Tino shade. Yeah. But, like, sometimes, like, with the first book, there'll be, like, a great cliffhanger, some great buildup, and then they'll just drop all that. They'll drop the, the like, all of it come the second book because maybe the author gets a different idea about the direction they want to go in at some point and gets inspired to go someplace else and what they intended when they wrote the first book and it's like disappointing if you're like a reader who is at home saying oh well this is where things are gonna go and then you go there to the book and it's like it's five months later and you're like huh and you know like what happened what happened like where what happened in that time where was everybody like we're not told was everybody just like sitting there like a like a like a sim waiting like a <laughs> Nintendog so. waiting for me to turn on my game my Nintendog sitting in my Nintendo house since the 2008 recession when I last turned on my DS is that what this is like go stop eat eat sharks eat glass I don't know yeah did you hear that <laughs> Winnie, Winnie is very auto, auditory. She's like a very auditory cat, and she also yeah. did not like Holly Black's *The Girl Prince*. So yeah, 
and she let us Winnie, know. Winnie has seen the horrors, Winnie. and uh, this did not help her situation. Have you seen the horrors, Winnie? She looks like someone who's seen the horrors. <laughs> so, like, this feels weird to ask this question now, given the circumstances, given the context we've set up for this book. But what, is there, like, a specific moment in this book that hooked you at all? Remember the Don't Worry Darling press tour? <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that? I want everyone to picture that in their mind. Yes! Um, yes and I specifically, do. do you remember Chris Pine on the Don't Worry Darling <laughs> press tour? <coughs> yeah, I do! <laughs> okay, again, I want everyone to picture Chris Pine in their mind. Do you know the meme of Chris Pine just visual. like kind of sitting there with his headphones on? Yeah. Looking like he's disassociating and very disappointed with all the actions that have led him to this moment? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. how I looked listening to the audiobook. <laughs> It's true. She sent me pictures. It's true. Um, my hook for the Wicked King, because I do have one, and that was to finish the book as quickly as possible. Oh, <laughs> splendid! Splendid hook. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, but someone you trust is going to betray you. It's such a bad way to try and hook you. Yeah. Because Jude has like three people close to her that this could be. And then you find out it's the yeah. ghost, and you're like, yeah, no, that checks out. Yeah. It's the not... options were limited. <laughs> and there's not a lot of setup for that betrayal, too. Like, No, it's just all of a sudden, and he's like, and I betrayed you. And we, the audience, were like, uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> cool. And Jude was like, yeah, you okay. know, someone told me. That's good. I didn't care about the ghost enough to care that he betrayed. And is that me? Is that my fault? I don't know. I just, like, didn't have, like... No characters in this book, you don't know anybody in this book long enough to bond with them, and the people you do have to connect with the most because they're on the page the most are awful people. Like, not interesting. Bad. Like, you know? Like, we spent a whole book getting to know this potential love interest for Jude, Locke, and then you find out he's, like, a bad person, and now he's still there, and I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this guy? Like, what? You know? (laughs) Why is he here? Anything else? <laughs> Anything that else was, speak that to was you? It. That was it. That was it. Did you okay. have a hook? No. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, going back to my bitching about the five month gap, like, yeah, what happened? Because like you'd think like Harden and Jude's relationship is like still progressing during that time. Because as soon as the book kicks off again, we're back in that, I hate you, but I want to fuck you type of, yeah. like, <laughs> dynamic. And it's like, well, was that happening for the last five months? They don't really elaborate. No. And it's like, all of a sudden, the moment we show up, <laughs> like, this woman, she has, like, all these problems navigating things. It's like, how did she survive the last five months if we're just now, like, oh, like, <laughs> you know, like, I just, yeah, like, I don't get that. That's weird yeah. to me. And then... Like, and, and on that note, like, she, like, the characterization of Jude is so confusing to me because she's, like, kind of an, she's kind of, like, a pathetic <laughs> idiot girl, <laughs> but she's also, like, really clever and, like, knows what to do in situations and, and makes sure that Cardin doesn't get fooled into marrying someone, and it's, like... Yeah, she's convenient. She's... Is she? She's clever when she's convenient. Yeah, she's clever when it's convenient for her to be. Exactly. Like, but then it's like at the same time, she can't fucking save this guy from like a forced assassination attempt on some woman in his room. Like, because she didn't know that the tunnels in between their rooms were like 
it's like wouldn't you know that if you were yeah, like his that seems like an oversight consort? like what's wrong like do your homework like didn't you want to be a knight or something weren't you talking big shit about like oh i'm gonna like maniacal but it's like you can't even you don't even know where tunnels you don't even know how to read a map like come on um and then like to your point about like someone you trust was going to betray you like yeah, yeah. of course they are like this is what the whole first book was about like and I don't care, like, like, it, you don't, if you're somebody who, at home, who read this and was like, oh my god, I wonder who, like, I'm not shitting on you, like, no, to no, each no. their own, but, like, like, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to care, like, right, you know, so, yeah, I don't know, anyway, that's where I am. Yeah, yep, I have more to say about that, but we can we can uh we can unpack that there's later. time there's, there's time. time there's so much to say uh so emberlyn do you have a favorite no. quote <laughs> like no I, i'm sorry like no <laughs> no like there you know even in books where i'm kind of like not super into it there's at least a couple times when there'll be like something where it's like yeah like everything kind out. of aligns and you go oh i love that and you highlight it yeah, and, and it doesn't. Like, sometimes it doesn't matter what the context is. If you don't yeah. like the book, sometimes there's just some banger line. Yeah, I fucking done that in like My Immortal. You know, like there's <laughs> there's always an opportunity to find something profound in something that might otherwise be like really like silly. Mm-hmm, no, mm-hmm. like they're just like I've heard people say the writing this book is stronger. That's probably right, but like it doesn't really matter because like the the content's not there. Right. So no, no, like, in no. fact, I had a lot of quotes in this that I feel, I feel like I'm really actually being very, I mean, I'm trying to be fair, but so I'm sorry for how constructive this criticism is. There were a lot of times that I actually winced. Um, yeah. So how about you? <laughs> um, so my favorite quote doesn't come from the book, but instead it comes from a YouTube video from Honestly Sophie in her rant slash review about this book and she says this book is called the wicked king never does this bitch do anything wicked (laughs) and i laughed so hard because yeah Yeah. why is it called that he doesn't do anything in this book (laughs) not a fucking thing (laughs) yeah he doesn't do anything like not even anything wicked he doesn't do jack shit you're so true that's so right yeah like all it is is like him going off and getting drunk and setting fire to his room for some reason and then jude having to come in and like oh darn i guess that means you have to sleep in my bed now (laughs) like he doesn't do anything and the only thing he really does in this book is at the very end when he banishes Jude to the mortal world, which is probably should be a win for her, honestly. She just <laughs> Finally, that. somebody save me from myself. <laughs> like, get out of there, girl. Like, let's go. Like, <laughs> for your own good. Yeah. Start over somewhere else. Oh, my um, God. You talk about how much you hate this place anyway, so why? <laughs> why? She, I never get over the fact that she has the option to not be there, and she just doesn't she take it. She consistently doesn't take it. I'm and telling you, rent-free in her fucking head, this fucking it's place. It's not even the fact that, like, oh, she can't travel to the mortal world. She can, and she yeah. does, often, because her All sister and her brother live there. Like, and I understand, again, the argument could be, well... She doesn't know how to live in that world anymore because she was taken as a child and like, they tried. They Figure tried to do out. that. 
But like now you're at this point at her age, she's like what? I don't know, fucking eighteen or something. Her life is that bad. She can figure it out. I she can figure it out. <laughs> that, it's that's, that's not that head. fucking like deep. Like Yeah. Like her sister already has a house to live in. Well not yeah. anymore because of the things that happen at the end. But like you know, her, <laughs> Yeah. But like she did. You know, like she has a place to live, so she can just go there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like and, no rationale, no rationale. Yeah, yeah. So the only thing he really did at the very end of, was at the very end of this book when he banishes you to the mortal world, and that's why he's called. And if that if that is why he's called the Wicked King, then I think it's really silly to name your book after a thing that happens at the very end of that <laughs> book. And like that's not even a wicked thing to do. Like I don't know. Like he just Again, he I, was yeah justifiably he was like kind of pissed at her i mean he's a terrible person like from the last book but justifiably he was also pissed at her because you know she was like basically controlling him and tricked him into being king so he was kind of like i think he was like it was like an even blow back at her to be like no you should leave you should go now you're done you're done you're done here's the thing that cracks me up and um honestly sophie mentioned this in her um review and we will be linking this it's a great video 10 out of 10 recommend um she she brings up the point that like Cardin says like you can't come back until like you're unbanished by the crown but the thing that happens is right before this they get married so technically oh <laughs> yeah the crown too. <laughs> like she's the queen that's literally gonna so, be like the next the book is like oh yeah I could just go banished myself yeah yeah she's like wait a minute I could do that. And they'd be like, unvanished. I'm coming back. <laughs> like, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, that's the first thing i do. If I was yeah. banished by my husband, I'd be like, well, I'm the queen. So, like, question mark. I'll just, like, fucking do my own. Oh, my Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> what song would you blast on every speaker to drown out the memory of this book? <laughs> um, I would endure CVAP plaguing my entire TikTok FYP again to rid me of this book. Yeah. Oh, I would too, and that was a hard time. That was a it dark was a, time. It was a very dark time, but I would gladly go back there. It was a dark time. Yeah. Um How about you? What what song would you blast in every speaker to drown out the memory? Definitely the entire Shrek soundtrack. Um mm. mm-hmm. because it just really is like so good. Even this and the Shrek the Shrek two soundtrack. I mean, yeah. you can't go wrong with either. Um I actually quit I, I went off of my Lexapro in favor of the Shrek soundtrack. It's a much mm. more um i think thoughtful and healthy uh alternative medicine so yeah no i I think you made the right move yeah um essential oils no nah (laughs) yeah (laughs) vaccinating myself no no (laughs) the shrek soundtrack the shrek soundtrack here's all that'll save me from because and flus as we all know shrek is love yeah shrek is life shrek is life so, uh, what character uh, would you swear on your life to protect? You don't want my list. You don't <laughs> want my list. You guys want my list. Um, first and foremost, Jude Duarte. Wait, wait, wait. No. The character that you would swear on your life to protect? Oh, I was just, Sorry. I wasn't paying attention. I was so fucking... I was so <laughs> ready. ready. You're ready to... Um, so I don't have one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, how about you? Sorry, um, I don't even came and explain myself. Like, yeah, I said, Oak. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but also, the voice the narrator used for Oak made me want to dropkick him. So maybe not even him. Oh, I'm so over. 
Oh my god. Whenever I read children in audiobooks now, I'm like, this is either going to be the best thing that's ever happened to me or the worst thing. And it's always the worst thing. I just feel like unless you're a child, you shouldn't put on a child's voice. No. Because like, we all know it's a child speaking. Yeah. You don't have to make him sound like this. And that's what he sounded like. Yeah. In this audiobook. It makes me not take it seriously. Yep. Um, and I'll talk more about that later. But like, it, it makes me not take it seriously. Like, I was just recent. I was recently reading um, a book by Ann Patchett that I will probably be talking about at least once an episode of Best of My Life. <laughs> um, and it was narrated by Tom Hanks, and he did not do kid voices for each of the kids. And I, I almost emailed him about that. I almost because emailed we know him about it. Kids. Yeah. Like, and logically, we know they don't sound like. It, yeah. A grown man. Yeah. But that's yeah. okay. Yeah. It but they don't sound like that either, you know? Like Yeah. Like kids just don't sound like like characters from kids' shows. Kids sound yeah. like kids, so it's like weird. Yeah. You know? Like kids to me sound like kids like sound like adults when they talk sometimes. Like, <laughs> oh, you know, like just little guys with high voices, but like even so, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. No need to unpack that. So uh what character would you banish from the kingdom? so i do as i said i do have a fucking list um starting with and as you if you couldn't see me right now you'll know that i'm painting my nails like that is the level of disrespect i'm giving this book today um (laughs) because like looking great thank you and i will say like this is my power move if you're ever in a situation that you don't want to be in and you want everybody to know you don't want to be there paint your nails paint your nails yeah um Mm -hmm. so um, which is it? That's not true, Caitlin. I do like being here with you and talking about this. But no, no, no. I know. I know this, what you mean. Um, this color that I'm putting on, it's a Sally Hansen. It's blackout. Ooh. Is dedicated to Holly Black. Uh... As in, Holly Black, you're out. You're done. You're done. <laughs> you're done. Um. Anyway, first and foremost, Jude Duarte. Yeah. Um, is the most obnoxious protagonist I've ever encountered. Um, because her internal dialogue is just, like, nauseating. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if she were my friend, I wrote that we'd be having intervention, but I don't think we'd be friends. Um, I don't <laughs> think we'd be friends in any world, in any, in any space or time. Because yeah. she just, like, I, she just creates all of her own fucking problems. Like, correct. oh, correct. like, no, I'm, uh, and it's like, my stomach hurts. It's like, think about anything else then. Go eat, <laughs> eat a granola bar. Like, sorry? Like, I don't know what to, I don't know what to do for you. It's like, you know, like there are some people that they just like everything in their lives is a fucking nuisance for them. They've never experienced joy before in their mm-hmm. entire life. She's one of them. She's like, oh, like I, she's never satisfied. She's like, oh, like I just want to be the, the knight in the last thing. And then she's now basically the queen. And she's like, oh, I'm banished. And I'm like, what? How'd you get here, though? <laughs> Who made those choices? You act Why like... Why is that our problem? You act like you didn't do all of this. It's like the meme when you, like, agitate someone, and then they, you know, they, yeah. they, they like, call you out for it, and you're, like, shocked. It's like, why are you shocked? You poked the bear. <laughs> like, hello? Um, so that's that. Um, yeah. Vivi? They oh, my God. Just, she was the only fucking redeemable character in this book and yep. she's so yep. fucked now like yep. why wouldn't you tell your girlfriend that you're a fairy and yeah. just like drop her into this world and charm her and like yeah. those shitty st- like what's why don't you love this person like hello like she's like it'll be fine 
Don't worry about it. Ever heard of communication? Like, Like, no, that word doesn't exist in the fairy world or the mortal world in this series. It's so frustrating because, like, this was a subplot last season, or last season, last (laughs) book, um, where it was like, oh, like, I, I have to tell my girlfriend at some point. So you'd think this it would be resolved here, but it was like, it's like okay, do you, you you just need a cliffhanger to be like, oh now she's not happy, and we have to come back for the third book to see if she redeems right. herself. I don't want that. I wanted her to be. Re- I just want one character that I can just like, like genuinely yeah. like and care about, oh, yeah. and like want the best for them. And I just like don't like. There's not a one. No. Um. And then I also said Cardin, and I. Again, he didn't do anything this entire book. Like, I literally wrote here, I don't remember any any (laughs) of his scenes in this book, but I know I didn't like them because it's, like, I love an enemies to lovers trope, but this is not that. Like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to love two people that are shipped together that are just, like, so bad for each other. Yeah. And themselves that their relationship is unredeemable. Like, it's not, I, I don't understand why I'm supposed to like this. And I hope, I hope, I hope Holly's last book is, like, and they all died. (laughs) <laughs> that'd be so, the only way the only yeah way. those those are mine how about how about you uh, no i'm just retweeting all of your responses because i do i don't like anybody in this book no not, like not a single character i'm just like oh actually but i do like i don't give no. a shit about anybody i don't i don't like them I, no I one redeemed themselves Jude in this book sucks Cardin oh my god sucks vivi unfortunately also sucks <laughs> Taryn sucks. Oh my god, Taryn. Oh, I forgot about her. Yeah, Lock I hate her too. Sucks. Yeah. No, they not a single likable character in this book for me. And why is it that like in this book all of a sudden we're just gonna like forgive um what's her <laughs> face? Yeah, Taryn. Like yeah. I I was ready. I was like, yeah, you know what? Kill that. That's done. Like we're done with that. But now mm-hmm. it's like, oh, we will be friends again. It's like, no, I don't want to see no. these two people rebuild their relationship. I think they should just, like, so it's, I think it is perfectly okay in some books for some people to just not make up and, like, yeah. move on with their lives. Just And here's the, here's the thing with Jude and Taryn. It's just, like, they're like, oh, we're sick of fighting. Like, let's just not. But, like, they're still, like, under the Unresolved. surface. They both clearly hate it, everything. And then Jude continuously is just like, yeah, but I hate Locke and I hate that they're getting married and all these problems. But I'm not going to tell her anything about it. Like, at all. Because there's one thing... Yeah. It's one thing to have, like, bad communication happen in stories or shows or whatever. But, like, I feel like if they're not communicating, it has to... There has to be a bigger reason yeah, for it. Yeah, there does. Exactly. Like, like it to show, like, their internal struggles or something. Mm-hmm. And then eventually they learn and grow and communicate. Um, and... <laughs> Not to like bring up our flag means death. I was just gonna do it, so you're fine. I was gonna do it. But like, I feel like a really good example of that is in Our Flag Means Death, specifically episode eight, when like Steed is not communicating that he doesn't like Calico Jack and like how he's kind of like making everything a horrible time on this thing, on on the ship. And then Ed's not communicating with Steed about the fact that like. Um, he feels like really shitty about himself and that uh-huh. like if, like this is who he is and all this stuff and it's just like oh this is who I am now I have to leave like and then everything that happens after that like that's good bad communication you know exactly Cause, cause it, t- it tells us more about the characters of like it tells us oh this is how this is 
bad communication on Steve's part because he's not really showing Ed who he really is. And, like, there's a whole thing about his self-worth in that. And then same with Ed. And, like, it just it tells us more about the characters that they're not communicating. And then we do see some growth or we start to see some growth. And then I know that we're going to see more growth next season on that. But with this book, all of the lack of communication could have been so avoided. And... It doesn't tell me anything. It just tells me that Jude likes to create problems. She's like, give me a shovel. shovel. I'll dig my own grave. Give me more. I'm just going to keep on going because I've got nothing else better to do. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, I mean, another example, I was thinking about the very end of the series. No spoilers if you have not watched the show yet, but I'm assuming that if you've listened to us, you've watched the show. For our flag means death. Yeah. 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 Um, (laughs) At the very end of the series, um, for those of you who know, if you know, you know, um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. pause here if you don't want to know, but um, at the very end, uh, Steve leaves because um, he has, like, kind of a confrontation and inadequacy and potentially murder with um, somebody from his school days, and um, he leaves right before him and Ed are about to run away together, and he leaves because of inadequacy. Meanwhile, Ed goes back to the ship, angry, heartbroken, and dealing with his own inadequacy. And obviously they're not talking to each other through all of this, but it's just such mm-hmm. a good example of how, like, they could have come together and worked through these things yeah. together, but they did. And it makes for such a good angsty story because you're like, oh, they didn't work through these things now. Yeah. There's going to be some build. They Maybe they'll hate each other to start out. Maybe there'll be a fight, but maybe they'll fall in love. Like, which, yeah, they will. But, like, you know, like, there's so much you can do with that. And that and that works because yeah. then again, spoilers. Hopefully, if you listen to this podcast, you probably also you better just show be here. Yeah, you just be here because we fucking love the show, and uh, we we might have more stuff about it. Yeah, but um, that works in that context because we see then that Steed starts to learn these things about himself mm-hmm. and learns I need to fix this, mm-hmm. and goes starts his journey to self-discovery and also to go mend things with ed and it works because we see him grow not just oh they're not communicating and that's it that's it (laughs) period like and that's what this book is it's just like i'm just not gonna tell anybody anything and then one day i'll die Uh uh-huh and it's like nauseating you know yeah um it's funny to me I guess we'll just keep going because we usually do two peaks and valleys, but today we have two valleys and a valley. Two valleys and a valley. Even though we've already had like nine valleys, but we're just gonna we're gonna do it. Um, keeping it going. This is all valleys. Yeah, all valleys. Um, and I I think you should go first because you've got some good ones, Kaylin. Okay, so um, yeah, I literally have nothing good to say about this book. I was going to try. I literally I was going to try and find stuff I liked about this book. Because I'm like I read it and I was like, ugh, I didn't like that. And I let it like process for like a day and I'm like, maybe it wasn't as bad as I thought. And then I kind of revisited it, it revisited it a little bit. And it turns out, no, I just don't like this book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not good. Not redeemable. So uh, my first valley is the first thing that I dislike about the series is when I'm reading and I see a plot line or a moment that has so much potential to be something bigger. And more interesting to read about if Holly Black decided to step away from forcing these two characters who hate each other to be together for some reason. Don't get me started. Yeah. And so 
my first moment of that in this book was when um so Taryn's getting married to Locke for some reason and for some um, reason yeah for some reason and so their si- older sister Vivi and her girlfriend Heather and their little brother Oak who <laughs> the more I think about this book and remember things, the more I'm just like, why did I do that? <laughs> um, so, and their little brother, Oak, who technically has, is in line for the throne or is heir to the throne. I don't remember enough and I don't care enough to go re- back and figure this out exactly. But basically, someday he's going to be king and they were going to have him grow up in the mortal world. Uh, it's so hard to say mortal world together yeah. um, for someone like me, apparently. And... um so that he's safe and he can have a childhood, blah, 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 blah. And um, so, but because Taryn is getting married, Vivi and Heather and Oak all come to fairy. And here's the thing. Vivi's girlfriend, Heather, is mortal. And Vivi has not told Heather that she's a fairy and that they're going like Heather keeps going oh all this stuff gonna fit in your car Jude and Jude's like have you not told her that we're not driving somewhere we're literally gonna be flying there <laughs> like and then uh had like eventually Vivi's like oh we're not driving we're flying and then Heather's like oh are we going to the airport and Vivi's like no and then does magic and then there's like you know like a horse or some shit I don't I don't know some horse comes out of the ground and they're <laughs> flying because oh <laughs> so so, and then, you know, Heather's losing her mind because magic is real now and her whole world is upside down. And, like, this whole thing, like, to me, like, why it could have been had, like, so much bigger is the fact that it could have been a good reflection of the relationship between Jude, Taryn, and Vivi uh-huh. as siblings. Because Vivi is someone who is magical and does have powers and is technically from that world she's like half fairy but jude and taryn are not and jude and taryn were forced also to go live in this fairy world as mortals Mm -hmm. and vivi just kind of assumed that um heather would be fine with it because she assumed that jude and taryn were fine but like if they ever like talk to each other as sisters vivi would know that taryn and jude actually are coping horribly with living in this world that they don't belong in yeah and i just feel like it could have been so cool to like it would have been like a huge wake-up call um, for Vivi, and it just would have been a really compelling sibling relationship story. Yes, exactly. And I just think that would have, like, like especially like with like older sibling dynamic, with the like, I just feel like there could so much could have been said here, uh-huh. but no one in this book knows how to communicate. Nor is this a book that would have the capability to tell that story in an interesting light. No. So I'm just over here sighing sadly at uh-huh. the. Um, lack of potential that story could have had. And also, what really gets me is the parallels that this had, like with Heather experiencing the mortal or experiencing fairy as a mortal. It, yeah. The, and like eventually, Vivi just glamours her so that she just forgets something horrible that happened to her while she's there. And that's mm-hmm. totally going to mess with her. Mm-hmm. And Jude's like, why would you do that? Because then she's just like, it's horrible to just like wake up and like, realize that like oh you feel terrible but you don't know why for some reason and i feel like this could have been such a good freaking parallel to the Mm -hmm. mortal woman that jude tried to rescue in the first book which was the only interesting part of the cruel prince to me 
and how that woman's story ended. And it could have been a whole thing, but why should I expect an interesting story here? <sighs> I forgot about that. Well, I didn't, but like, I remember, I remember thinking just because of the water on the front of the book that that was going to come back again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. of her, that young girl in the first one, like after she her, her glamour is taken off, so she realizes once and for all what her existence is in fairy is, like a mortal, and she's being used as a servant for fairies, and she like freaks out and like leaps into the ocean when they're trying to take her back to the mortal world, and then somehow gets ends up back there again. Um, right. because of God knows what, but that never that never comes up again in this book at all. Like I would have hoped it would have, but I think in, you know, maybe it will in the third book. But I think just not bringing it up in this book makes it seem like, it yeah, was, well, it's just like an all one off thing. Jude did like kind of like in one See sentence in her, her own head. Yeah, she no in this one she was like she was thinking about that person that she found. But it was, like, so subtle yeah. and so quick in one line. I'm just like, and that's when I was I was reading and I was like, that could have been a whole thing. That could have been a whole fucking thing. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, oh, my, my God. first valley. <laughs> what oh. was your first valley? Um, for me, I guess, um, I just didn't think this needed to be a whole book. Um, yeah. Like, there were two maybe significant plot points in this book. The first was, you know, Judas kidnapped and put in the undersea for like a minute and then the other is that at the very end of the book Cardin banishes her but like Mm -hmm. other than those two points nothing else happens and those two points to me are not significant enough to encapsulate an entire book in fact they don't because they only take up a couple pages in this book and the rest of it is literally bullshit um (laughs) and like I just like and I don't like I I don't know if that's fair for me to say because it sounds kind of mean but I had a long day and I could say, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to rationalize this. I'm not going to rationalize this. It bothers me. Like, it's like, why? Like, why is nothing else? Like, like I'm, I'm sitting here the entire time going, okay, so, and what about, you know, like, and like nothing ever really hits and, and that hook didn't hit, you know, like that someone you love is going to betray you. Someone close to you. It's like, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Like, ugh. I feel like like that's such a it's just a bad hook. I feel like what should get you is when you're reading and all of a sudden it's like oh, betrayal. Yeah. Not being told from the beginning, hey, betrayal's gonna happen, and then when it happens, you're like, yeah, we were told this was gonna happen the entire time. Yeah, because I even think the ghost reveal, even though it was like relevant, it would have at least been a little more like oh, it would have been like ooh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And if they hadn't been like, this will happen later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They both die in the end. But that's no no <laughs> ill will or critiques of that book. But, you know, you get what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Um, how about you? What was your second one? My second valley. No. Uh, Jude is just dumb. Yeah. <laughs> she, you right uh, about that. She's someone who was like, oh, my God, this is going to be such a huge problem. Guess I'll just keep it to myself and wonder later why everything went horribly wrong, as we've talked about so much already on this podcast. She's told that someone close to her is going to betray her. And why her first move Fucking wasn't does to nothing about then, it. Yeah, like, why her first move wasn't to then talk to the people close to her and be like, hey, hey, guys, um, just real quick, just want to pop in the group chat and be like, I was told this. Anybody have any thoughts? And this is the place to do it. This is the place to do it. Come clean. Can't the safe space. Why? So this would have it oh been God. easily resolvable. Yep. Fairies can't lie. No. Not in this book. So, what? Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. Like, so why couldn't she just be like, hey, 
is anybody thinking of betraying me later? (laughs) (laughs) Speak now because I know you can't lie about it, so you gotta tell me now. And like then the ghost would have to be like, I was you know kind of toying with the idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just thinking about it. I'm not gonna do it. I'm just thinking about it. And then she'd be like, Aha! The book is over. (laughs) Weekend. Yeah. So. Like, like my first instinct, if someone told me, hey, one of your friends is going to betray you, I'd be like, hey, guys, anybody want to talk about this? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But Jude is just like, damn, that's a really unfortunate thing damn, to hear. Damn, that sucks. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> like, would wouldn't that be like, your first move? I don't know. You would think, but Jude doesn't think. And then when nah. she finds out who betrayed her, she's like, yeah, I was warned about this, and I am so shocked. She's like, oh, Brutus. It's like, yeah. Judas, no. Oh, yeah, Judas. <laughs> but, like, and then also just everything with Taryn and Locke. Like, I don't know, girl. I don't think I would let my sister go through with a marriage to a guy who courted me while being in a relationship with her and also who attacked me in the woods, etc., etc., etc. Brutus. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, brute. me okay so um uh what i don't like about this book is that holly black sorry girl sorry gonna call you out uh made fairies very cringe in this book um and i don't know if like this is a large like Overall, I keep asking myself, are fairies just a cringe thing? But, like, no, I don't think so. Like, I like Tinkerbell. She's nice. I've never thought about her. Ooh, she gives me the ick, you know? Like, (laughs) I don't know. Like, those cool little, like, weather fairies and books we used to read as kids that Mm -hmm. I was talking about in the last episode when we talked about Holly Black. I like those. I dig those. I dig fairies. They could be cool. Um... But, like, this is different. Like, yeah. he has a tail. Like, no! You don't come back from that. Like, I was just reading uh, A Court of Thorn and Roses. Um, mm-hmm. And it was, like, fine. Like, nothing great. Um, but I think the distinction between the, the distinction between this book and that book <laughs> is that in this book, in Holly Black's book, the characters remind me a lot of like a very specific brand of TikTok content that I personally find kind of unsettling when mixed with this terrible, hateful angst that Jude and Carden have. All I have to say is like, there's a certain brand of content that it seems like it would be curated for children, yeah. but it's like not because there are adult elements involved. Yeah. And that is where this takes me. Like, why do your characters have weird voices if your characters are also fucking yeah so yeah that's where i am yeah any any other peaks on your end or valleys sorry uh <laughs> yeah one last valley speaking of fucking tales <laughs> mm-hmm. i really i really didn't like that i had to read and i didn't have to when you chose to read this book but i feel like once you start a series you gotta keep going with it <laughs> But I had a read about a guy's tail gently caressing a girl's leg while she told him repeatedly that she hated him. And I also had to read any interaction with Jude and Carden at all. And that's my third and final valley. In the valley, two valleys in a valley section. Not so much in general with this book. I have a lot of valleys about this book. 
what if we kissed and all of a sudden my tail wrapped around your leg? Haha, <laughs> just no. kidding. Unless? No. Like, no. why did he, why did? It's that scene, it's like, oh, this is bad. Oh, this is gross. Oh, it just keeps getting worse. It was horrible. This is my third valley as well, because it's to the point where it's like, I don't even know if he's supposed to be a redeemable character anymore. Like, he's obviously a shithead. Yeah. He's obviously very difficult to deal with. He's obviously kind of an asshole. Like, and he has a tail. Like, yeah. I don't even care if he was a nice person. If he had a tail and he was very nice, I would still be like, no. I'm good, thanks. I'm I'm good. I'm so good. Thank you so much. See, I think where I was like, oh, maybe he his character could start to be interesting because, like, he didn't want to be king, but then he was forced to be king, but then he was yeah. showing... I mean, we didn't really get to see a lot of it, but, yeah. like, after Jude, like, got out of the undersea, which is such a stupid name. <laughs> Sounds like underwear. Like, uh, under the sea. Oh, I'll just call it Undersea. Yeah, copyright for Disney. So, uh, you know, she gets out, and then like he's like leading the kingdom or whatever, and he seems to like be doing a okay job. And I'm like, maybe this is where he starts to get a little bit more interesting. Yeah, maybe a little bit like redeemable, where he starts to just learn things and start to become a good person. But once again. Why should I give this book any credit to do any of that? Yeah. Yeah. The the bar is so low. Like, I keep hoping that the final book, it'll be like, he'll be like, haha, surprise! <laughs> like, it was all a joke. I was a good person the whole time. Like, or like, so they'll be like, Cardin is actually a bad person because he was cursed by like an ancient beast. And that beast was like infecting his body for like the entire first two books. And it gave him a tail. But now the tail yeah. is gone um or or like the the book ends and it's uh jude and taryn as eight-year-olds and their dad is like and that's the story of fairy at the end <laughs> it was just i would accept that along. even yeah like there's not a lot of redeemable qualities about Cardin, and i think i ask myself about the tale a lot because i'm like i mean if this is like a love interest is he supposed to have some sex appeal and if so how do you build a tale into that like i don't <laughs> think you Ew. Like, I don't think there's a world where you look down and you're like, ooh, a tail. Like, that doesn't just, happen. Like it's not for me. It's not for me. But like I also just like I don't I don't No, that's it. I don't get it. Um, oh well. <laughs> um, oh well. <laughs> uh, so Ketlin, on a scale of one to five times I audibly cringe at this book, yeah. Uh how <laughs> do you rating. rate the wicked king? Um, well, I did audibly cringe at this book well over a hundred times. Um, but I don't want that number to reflect how I feel about this book. So like one out of five, I gave it a two, but that was just because I'm a polite person. I think that's fair. Yeah. What would you rate it? I'm not going to, um, because I do not think it would be fair, um, to the books that I would give a one to, um. (laughs) As like, I mean, it's just not like, I'm very sorry, but it's just not like, there are so many good writers out there that do not have a platform. I know I'm going to make that case. I'm going to get on my soapbox for a second. And like, like I have read fan fiction. I was going to, yep, yep. Worlds better than this. And to think that like, this is like, 
this is the type of like work that we're mass producing is like a little yeah. irritating. It's like I think about yeah. like this book being printed and sold in bookstores and I'm like what could I have used that paper for? Literally, I'm glad you brought the fan fiction up because I was thinking as I was reading this book, I'm just like, ah, maybe maybe it just isn't for me or I don't know, like maybe yeah. I just don't get the hype. But I'm like, and then I started reading a really good fan fiction and I'm like, you know what? There's so much like unpublished authors out there who are writing fan fiction that is so much better yeah. <laughs> than this book. And that doesn't mean there aren't things out there that are, like, pieces of media that aren't allowed to be mediocre. Like, right. there's some bad shit. Like, Twilight. Twilight is fun. Like, it's a, it's yeah, so shitty. it's fun mediocre because it's shitty. Yeah, it's, like, beautiful. Like, there's something eloquent and artistic about Twilight because of how, like, nah it is, you know? Yeah. Courtney, don't come for me because... I was thinking of like my aunt and my cousin right now are just like, no, it's good. But they're right. I like, like they're right though. Like, and I know they genuinely, absolutely adore Twilight, and they're right too. It's good. Like, it's it's good. You know, and I just can't say that okay. about this. Like, there's just no like there are elements of like Doctor Who that are so weird. You know, like and like yeah, campy. There's this so many campy cringe. things out there. That it's just they work because of how like meh they are, but this one is just like this is just like no, it's not camp. It's not camp. Yeah. No. no, I'm I'm diving into the world of Sarah J. Moss, and I have been told by uh, my dear friend Molly. She's like, listen, there's gonna be moments in it where it's gonna be cringe, but it's gonna be okay because it's fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like a fun world. This isn't fun for me. <laughs> Yeah, like, I read, I read A Court of Thrones and Roses, and I was like, eh, this was kind of like, like, I don't know what, like, it was fine, but I don't know what they put in these books, though, because I'm going to keep reading them. Like, I want to, I just want to, yeah, like, I'm in it, though. Like, I love it, you know? Yeah. And I just can't say that about this. There's nothing exciting about it. I don't look forward to reading these books, because I just feel like there's nothing, they're not going anywhere. And I know I'm going to get flack about this because I've heard there are a lot of people that are really big fans of Holly Black. And I think that there's books she's read more recently that have gotten a lot more praise. I'd love to read those books, but I'm run like, I'm running out of second chances, Holly. Like, yeah, I'm running out of second chances. Like, come on. Like, girl. Yeah. Like, it just, please. I don't know. Not for me. But I mean, we got it. We got to read the third one. Oh, my God. We got to do it. Oh, you're right. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. Yeah, we got to finish what we started. We do. We have to finish what we started. Oh, my God. Speaking of finishing what we started, that was the episode. That was the podcast. We did it. We got to the end. If you're still listening, I have to assume that you are someone who is just like, yeah, this book was bad. Uh Thank you for talking about it. Uh And to which I say to you, thanks for coming. (laughs) Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for listening. You should and if you're someone certainly. who liked the book and yeah. you're still here, you're so valid. And this was not a critique of you at all. Oh my god, no. This yeah. is just two girls who have opinions about this book and it has no opinions on the people who do like the books. Because mm-hmm. you know what? I like a lot of stuff that's bad. Yeah. Yeah. But don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> and also, I feel like I should apologize in advance for my pu- these public comments to Holly Black. I don't know if you're a good person in real life, but if you are then I'm really sorry. Like, don't, I don't want to attack you personally. 
I just want to attack your book. Um, <laughs> like, because you Gabby handed the fuck out of this. Um, <laughs> like, no offense. Um, thank you for listening to Lit by Moonlight. Tune in next time when we banish ourselves to a deliciously remote rural island in Madeline Miller's Cersei. <laughs> <laughs>